Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Lead Her Ship podcast. I'm Brittany Howard, a mama of six and top leader of a multi-million dollar team, and I love to talk about leadership topics that maximize our impact in our homes, relationships, and in the marketplace as we endeavor to juggle all of our responsibilities well. This podcast is for Christian mamas who either are leaders in network marketing or who aspire to be. I have coached a lot of people to the six-figure level and beyond, and I'm going to share with you here what I share with my team that has helped us build this business with a long-term focus in mind and have very meaningful relationships throughout the journey. We're going to dive into the emotions and thoughts that come with building a business. We're going to deal with relationship dynamics that come with leading a team, especially when your team happens to be your actual friends. We're going to discuss ways to help your team catch the bigger vision with you and how to coach them to success. And we're going to do it all through a biblical lens. If you struggle with doubt, and if you wonder if you can really actually achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve, if you wonder if you can actually do it, if you struggle with belief in yourself, then today, this episode is for you. I'm going to share with you five ways that you can be more confident. I see you and I hear you because I am you. I am not somebody who came into this as a naturally self-confident person. When I started, I had all of the self-doubt in the world. Um, I really did wonder if I had what it took to go to the top. And so I'm not coming to you as somebody who is naturally self-confident. I'm coming to you as someone who is naturally the opposite, but I have developed self-confidence. So that's what I'm going to share with you today, how I did that. And I want to offer this disclaimer that if you are thinking that once you become as successful as you want to become, or once you go to the top, or once you achieve that thing, whatever that thing is, that you will be more confident. I just want to tell you that while, yes, achieving certain things can build your confidence, oftentimes it doesn't cure insecurity. It only shifts the insecurity to different places. So just keep that in mind, that no matter how successful you are, you're always going to be fighting insecurity. Every successful person has insecurity, no matter how much they appear to be confident or have it all together or be bold or whatever their posture is, just know that we all fight insecurity. And that will be a lifelong battle that we just must be willing to engage in and fight against. Okay? So the first thing I want to share with you, number one, be self-aware. I read an article recently that outlined the top qualities that the highest paid CEOs in America have in common. And at the top of the list was self-awareness. And I just found that to be so interesting. It makes perfect sense because if you are a very self-aware person, you will also be a confident person and you will have healthy relationships with other people because you won't fall into the trap of believing the lie of everyone just needs to be more like me. So if you are self-aware, you will have 
higher quality relationships, deeper, more meaningful relationships, higher trust levels in your relationships, and all around just a healthier mindset. So self-awareness defined would be just knowing what you're good at and what you're not. And also when you're self-aware, you won't fall into the trap of believing the lie that if you have a weakness, it means you don't have value to add because no one is good at everything, but everyone is really good at something. And so if you're self-aware, then you will know what that something is or what those somethings are. And you can walk confidently in that without feeling threatened when someone else, your neighbor, has a different strength than you do, you won't fall into the trap of becoming jealous of that person or feeling threatened by that person or feeling like you have to be as good as they are at that thing. You will know I'm good at this. They're good at that. We can work together and we can accomplish big things. So how do you develop self-awareness? Here's what I recommend everyone do. Take personality tests. And take more than one. I think it's very important because different personality tests are going to show you different things. They're going to measure different things about your temperament, your personality, what motivates you, and on and on. So I recommend that you take at least three or four different types of personality tests. And for each one, you should highlight the things that you see overlapping. So if it says, you are good at this, here are your natural strengths, then you should highlight those. If you see that on more than one of the results, then you should highlight that, circle it, underline it, put stars by it. If you see it on three or four, like the same thing, it's repeating itself. Those are the ones that you really should lean into and pay attention to, and then Work to develop it. Because if you spend time developing your weaknesses, the greatest you will ever be at a weakness is mediocre, no matter how hard you work to develop it. So can you get better at a weakness? Yes, but you won't ever be super great at something that is a natural weakness for you. However, if you will put the work in to develop your natural talent, you could be a national expert. If you think about someone like Tiger Woods, he has a level of natural talent. He's one of the greatest golfers in the world, but he hits over a thousand golf balls every single day. That's how you work to develop your talent. So pay close attention to what your strengths and talents and abilities are, because the more you know what they are, the less insecure you're going to feel about your weaknesses. The more you know what you are good at, and the more you work to develop what you're good at, the more freedom you feel to not have to be the thing that you are not good at. And also the more excited you will be to team up with others who have different strengths than you do. You know what's super fun is when you do personality tests with a partner. So that could be your husband. It could be your team members. I've done personality tests with all of the above. And 
it does create great relationships. It creates mutual understanding and respect for other people because you can, first of all, laugh a ton. And secondly, you just appreciate how God wired people differently. And then you can work together better. All right. Another thing you can do to increase your self-awareness in addition to taking different personality tests is you can simply ask the people who are closest to you. Ask them, what do you feel like I'm really good at? And what do you feel like are my natural weaknesses? And if you're not, a lot of times people are not going to be super comfortable expressing to you what they think your weaknesses are. Some people will, but some people will be more reserved because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But the most important thing is that you know what your strengths are so that you can walk confidently in that. And so at a minimum, you should be able to get that answer from anybody that you have a relationship with. You can go ask your friends or your parents or your spouse or your children, what's your favorite thing about our relationship? When we spend time together, how do you walk away feeling? Or what do you love about the time that we spend together. Basically, what you want to know is, what do I bring to the table here? When it comes to our relationship, what value do I offer you? That's what you want to know from people. And when you are walking confidently in your strengths, because you've done the work of self-awareness and you have done the work of developing whatever your natural strengths are, it will greatly minimize the amount of imposter syndrome that you feel when you are around other people. Have you ever been around a group of people that you felt like were better than you or been in a group setting and felt like, I don't belong here? Or compare yourself to another person. You look over there and that person just seems to just be so much better than you. She's just got all her life together and you feel like you don't. I mean, that is imposter syndrome, okay? So the more confident you are, because you've done the work to develop the confidence, the less you're going to feel like an imposter around successful people. And I also want to share that the thing that used to make me feel imposter syndrome the most turned out to be the actual exact cure for the imposter syndrome that I felt. And what I mean by that is years ago, Before I was at the top level in my company, when I was around leaders who were at the top level, I felt like a total imposter. I felt like they were so much better than me. I did not belong here, especially if I was in a room full of them. I would sit there and feel like, how did I get in here? I don't belong here. Everyone here is way better than I am. But Building relationships with these people and getting to know them, and now they are my friends, that has been the cure. I no longer feel like I don't belong here because I've realized that these people are really no different than I am. They have the same struggles, the same problems, the same challenges, the same insecurities. They all have stuff, right? Just like I do. They're no different than I am. And we're all working toward goals and we all have things to overcome. So if you are struggling with imposter syndrome, think about what situations or what groups of people make you feel that way, because that could be the exact cure 
that will help you overcome it. Okay, second way to build your self-confidence is keep promises to yourself. A lot of times when I see someone who lacks belief in themselves, the root of it is they don't actually trust themselves to do what they said they were going to do. And the reason for that is because usually they become aware of a bad habit and they promise themselves that they are going to stop doing that thing or they're going to start doing that thing and they're determined and they feel motivated and then they may do it temporarily, but then they stop. They don't follow through. And if you have a pattern of doing that over and over, it definitely hurts your self-confidence because it hurts your trust in yourself that you are going to follow through with what you said you were going to do. And so the cure for that is start small by making promises to yourself and following through on things that you know you can actually follow through on. And I mean start really small. Pick something that is so small that even on your most chaotic, busiest days, you could still be consistent. Pick something that is so small that even on the days where your mood is the lowest or you don't feel motivated, that it is so simple and small that you can still be consistent with it. And this sounds very easy to do, but I'm telling you it is harder than it sounds to actually do it because here's what happens. When you pick something that is so simple and so small that you could do it effortlessly on your best days and at least be consistent with it on your hardest days, it feels insignificant. And you can convince yourself that it's so insignificant that it doesn't really matter. But the truth is, is that it does matter. Imagine if I'm a complete couch potato and I don't ever exercise and I decide, you know what, over the next year, I'm going to commit to taking better care of my body. I'm just going to commit to taking a 15-minute walk every single day. Well, that 15-minute walk is so easy to do that it's just as easy not to do. But massive success is actually made up of a whole lot of tiny things like that that are just as easy not to do as they are to do that compound over time. So at the end of 365 days, if I have simply taken a 15-minute walk every single day, am I going to be in a much better place than the person who decides, well, that 15 minutes doesn't really matter that much and doesn't do anything at all, which one after 365 days is going to be healthier and more confident? So as that pertains to your business, pick something that is so simple to do that you know you can be consistent with it even on your hardest or least motivated days. So that could look like I'm going to talk to two new people every single day about my products or my opportunity. And then you just do it. You follow through on your commitment to yourself and you do not allow yourself to go to bed at night until you have 
kept your promise to yourself. And guys, there have been times where I have made a simple promise to myself like that or a commitment, and I've gone to bed and realized, oh my gosh, I didn't do my thing. And I've literally gotten up out of bed, gone and did my thing, and went back to bed. And how do you think I felt about myself the next day? Do you think my trust in myself was higher? Or was I beating myself up? I mean, it's very obvious the effect that this has on your mindset, even in the very tiny things. And what happens over time is a compound effect, is these things add up just like compound interest. If you put money in the bank and it starts earning interest and the money grows, eventually the interest begins to earn interest on the interest. That is is the power of the compound effect. And the daily simple things that you do, they also have a compound effect. It's not massive amounts of time or even massive amounts of action that are going to bring you massive success. It's massive amounts of consistency. And when you are consistent, you will create small wins for yourself and that builds momentum. It makes you want to do more. Because you begin to trust yourself. You begin to think, hey, if I can be consistent with this, what if I added one more to that? What if I did just a little bit more of what I'm already being consistent in? So it's kind of like Dave Ramsey, where he talks about the debt snowball, how you tackle the smallest debt first because it builds momentum in your mindset and builds your belief that you can actually knock out the whole entire pile of debt eventually if you keep at it. You want small wins under your belt because it is going to have an effect on your mindset and the effect that it is going to have is that you will feel more confident because you will trust yourself. And guys, that could apply to any area of your life. It could be habit-related. It could be business-related. It could be fitness-related. It could be parenting-related. That applies to every area of your life. So keep promises to yourself because the opposite of doing that is beating yourself up because once again, you didn't do the thing you said you were going to do, and now you wonder if you'll ever do anything that you set out to do. And you can and it starts small. Okay, next way to build your self-confidence is surround yourself with the right people. Don't you love to be around people who are going places, who have aspirations, hopes, and dreams? When you are around people like that, because they know that they are headed places, they believe that you also can go places. They don't just believe in their own dreams, they believe in yours too. And you need to be surrounded by people who believe in you, who are cheering you on, and who are not going to allow you to live in the muck of your own mind or your own negativity. I love to observe what highly successful people like to talk about. It's usually ideas, ambitions, plans, strategies, And they also talk about problems sometimes too, but it's not in a way of this problem is preventing me from being successful. It's more in the way of let's solve this problem so that we can go be more successful. Generally, people who are not being very successful, they talk about their problems. They talk about the things that they don't like. They complain 
about things they feel powerless to change. They're focused on what's wrong with the world or what's wrong with certain situations, but they're not really focused on affecting change. Or worse, they're focused on other people's problems because it makes them feel better about their own problems. If you don't have people in your life that you can have good conversations with, then I challenge you to evaluate what are the types of things that you normally talk about and what type of questions do you normally ask when you are in a conversation with someone. There's a video that my team and I recently watched really good by Vanessa Van Edwards from The Science of People, and it's called How to Be More Interesting, and I will link it in the show notes. And it's a 10-minute video, but she teaches how to attract interesting people. The way to attract the right people into your inner circle or surround yourself with the right type of people, the first step is to become an interesting person. Become that person that you would like to attract. She talks about how whether or not you are an interesting person is not dependent upon your personality or the type of work you do, but rather more about the types of things that you do with your time, the types of content that you consume, the types of questions that you ask other people, and even the type of people that you choose to hang out with. And yes, that is a choice. Surrounding yourself with the right people is something that you can be intentional about. On my team, we have multiple opportunities every week for you to surround yourself with the right people. We have Monday night team calls where you are going to hear from people with a growth-oriented mindset who have goals, who are headed places, who are focused on moving forward. And we have the same thing on Thursday nights because every week we get together on a Zoom to discuss a book that we are all reading together. And it's almost always a personal development book. So we learn together, we grow together, we are moving forward together. And if you plug into those types of things two times every single week, that also has a compound effect over time. Imagine doing that twice a week, every week for an entire year. Do you think your confidence would be a little higher? that you can actually achieve what you want to achieve. Fourth way that you can build more self-confidence is add value to yourself so that you always have something of value to offer others. And this is something that needs to be deliberate and intentional and a daily habit. What types of content are you consuming? Are you intentionally reading a good book every day, watching a training video or something inspirational every day? Are you listening to podcasts and sharing with people what you are learning? If you have a daily habit of adding value to yourself, then you will always have something of value to offer others. And the more you do that and you receive feedback from that, that builds your confidence. So if this is a habit that you need to implement in your life, again, I want to remind you to start small. What can you commit to? Even on your craziest or least motivated days, can you commit to reading five pages of a book every day or watching a five-minute 
motivational or inspirational YouTube video every day? Can you commit to listening to a good leadership podcast once a week? Whatever the case may be for you, pick something small that you can stick to and do it. Follow through. This habit will also help you become a more effective leader because as you are developing yourself and learning and growing in your mindset and cultivating success habits and things of that nature, the more you will be able to offer to others on your team as they are coming up behind you. And they will struggle with the same things that you have struggled with, but have figured out ways to overcome. If you have this daily habit of reading good books or listening to great training videos or listening to great podcasts, not only will your perspective shift over time and your mindset will develop, you will also begin to build a mental Rolodex of resources that you can pass on to your team when they are encountering the same mindset hurdle or challenge in their business that you have encountered and have figured out how to overcome. I can't even count how many times I have been in a conversation with a team member and something comes up that had I not read that book that morning or listened to that video that morning or listened to that podcast the day before, I would not have known what to say in that moment. So this daily habit of adding value to myself equips me and empowers me to always have something of value to offer others. And it takes the pressure off of me to have all of the answers or have it all figured out because I don't, but I can just point people to good resources that I know will help them because it has helped me. And if you are wondering right now that if you cultivated a daily habit of learning something or adding value to yourself every day, if you would even retain it or if it would even be effective because you're worried you're going to lose it all or not remember it, let me share with you some perspective on that. I think we're all very well aware that what we consume physically is going to have an impact on our bodies or on our health. Well, what you consume mentally has the same effect on your mind. Do you remember what you had for dinner a week ago? Do you remember what you had for breakfast three days ago? Probably not. But was it feeding your body? Was it nutritious? Did your body benefit from it, even if you don't remember every single thing that you put in there? Absolutely. So the point is not to try to remember every single thing that you consume. The point is that it's going to change you as you listen. It's going to feed you. It's going to grow you. And if you have this daily habit, then a year from now, you will be different and you will be a better leader and you will be more confident. Okay, fifth way to build more self-confidence, intentionally stretch yourself and do it scared. So this is basically the law of the rubber band. You know how you can take a rubber band and you can stretch it way far out further than its original state, and then you can let it go and it goes back to its original state, but not quite. If you stretch a rubber band as far as it will go and then let it go and remove the tension, it's not going to ever be the same as it was originally. It'll be stretched out a little bit more. And this is exactly what happens when you get out of your comfort zone. If you want to grow, 
You have to be willing to do things that stretch you and that make you feel a little uncomfortable. And if you're not doing something every day that does make you feel uncomfortable, I can guarantee you are not growing because getting outside of your comfort zone is required for growth. And not only do you grow, but you also become more confident because you're building trust with yourself. Again, you step outside of your comfort zone, you realize, oh, I didn't die from that. And that means I can do it again and again and again and again. And you become more confident. So there's my top five tips on how to build your self-confidence. And I just want to add this last thing. As you are on this journey and taking these action steps toward building your self-confidence, I want you to be aware that if you are a person who doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, that you could have a tendency to be extra sensitive to critical feedback. And although critical feedback is never easy or pleasant for anyone to hear, self-confident people do tend to view feedback as a gift because it helps them get better. So be more focused on growing than you are on what others think of you. Don't worry about giving the wrong answer or doing something wrong or making a mistake. Take imperfect action or give the imperfect answer and just be thankful for the feedback, even though it's not necessarily easy to hear. Just because you're not good at one thing or you realize one area where maybe you didn't measure up or you didn't hit the mark, that doesn't mean that you're not good at anything. We all have areas where we can improve and where we can grow. And that is the goal, right? Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Be sure to check out my website, BrittanyHoward.com, for more content on the blog. And if this was at all valuable to you today, could you do me a favor and share it? Don't forget to tag me. Talk to you soon.